And welcome to another episode of Dan and Chris Hate Cartoons. Episode 4 of Chuck Norris's Karate Commando, Menace from Space. Also known as its subtitle, Kicks in Space! That is fantastic. <laughs> I am always Super King Chris, and with me is... Sir Danforth. And we're going to break down the details for you of Menace from Space. First of all, it starts out with Chuck talking about being forced to do stuff he doesn't want to do. Yeah, it's all about self-control. The opening uh, the opening little live-action bit, self-control. Has nothing to do with the episode as usual. No. Uh, yeah, and pretty shitty. Let's talk about the just the live-action beginning thing for a second, because there's something that I really enjoyed, which was he had some machine where he was laying, like, upside down to do sit-ups. Yeah, it was like an upside-down, like, inverted table thing. I think he... Is that... Because didn't Chuck Norris sell exercise equipment? Was that one of the ones th- he sold? I think so. Yeah, I'm just... With the live-action openings, I'm just glad as the series progresses, we just see Chuck Norris get sweatier and sweatier in the intros. Cause yeah, because it, 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 this was all recorded in one shot. There's, yeah. There's no way that... I think they it, just burst it in as he was working out. And, and then he, he just, just said the first things that come to mind, like, Self-control. Uh, stop bullying. Self-control. I don't know. Yeah. And once again, his gym is beautifully carpeted. We, it's, it's a really nice gym. Um, I'd work out there if I had any inkling to work out, which I don't. Well, and one of the things I appreciate about the upside down like uh sit-up machine that i had it's like he he just has not he doesn't have abs really like no it's just sort of like that old man flab yeah it's just dad flab yeah of course that was uh, back in like the 80s that was, that was like, acceptable that yeah. was sexy like burt reynolds like there weren't six-pack smooth abs it was just like hair he did he does have hair he's a hairy dude yeah just hair just a forest of sexuality <laughs> growing on your chest and belly I remember reading Force of Sexuality in my health class. It really taught me a lot. Yeah, I skipped that part. <laughs> okay, so, of course you're wondering, Menace from Space, are there going to be some aliens? No. Let's no. just dismiss that right now. No. Don't get your hopes up. So, the episode opens with a space shuttle. For I, I would like to mention, this episode was off the chain. <laughs> the Mike Chain, who wrote it. That's a shout-out to Mike Chain. Mr. Mike Chain, wherever you are, thank you for writing this pile of shit. You know what? Actually, um, when you do the editing and so forth in between, can you look up what Mike Chain is doing now? Yes. And give a little postscript to this and be like... I will. At the end. At the very end of the episode. Mike Chain is currently working at... At the very end of the episode, I will will read off his IMDB. Mike Chain is currently forcibly incarcerated at this (laughs) mental institution. For writing episode four, Chuck Norris Conqueror. Commandos. I don't think he actually wrote it as much as like he was talking in his sleep. Just like space, just one of those space space shuttle, dreams. Space shuttle lasers. Space Chuck Norris. Space shuttle. Drag it out. Okay, so it opens up in this beautiful scene of Cape Canaveral. You see a rocket ship. We're going to defy gravity, defy the gods. We're going to go into outer space. Yeah. And of course, who wouldn't want to go see a space shuttle viewing? So everyone brings their boats to the lake outside of the shuttle bay. Yeah, like right next to it. Pretty much right next to the spaceship, which I... I'm not an expert on these kind of things, but I'm going to say that's probably not healthy. I'm not a NASA, but I don't think that's how that works. I'm not a NASA, but I play one on TV. Yeah. Um, I'm not a NASHole. I like NASCAR. Anyway. (laughs) So, all these people on boats are super near 
a rocket ship, that, a space shuttle that is going into space. Yeah. And who who do you get to ensure that things are going to go safely? The Army? Nope. The Navy? Nope. No. Nope. The Air Force? Nope. Coast Guard? Nope. Not Army even, Reserves? Not even the Merchant Marines. <laughs> not even the Merchant Marines. What do Merchant Marines do? I, I never understood them. Are they... Um, it, it's a lot of buying and, like, yeah, trading goods just... from one area to another, like... Yeah. Do they, do they follow have... caravans? I, I don't understand. Yeah, that. um... Um, I, that would be for our separate podcast. Or the uh, Merchant Marines podcast, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, there's lots of people in spaceships, and, I mean, just regular boats hanging around the spaceship. Yeah, and then uh, Chuck Norris sort of... Shows up. Shows up. In his helicopter, with glass this time, so he flew safely. Yeah. And he gets out to meet with the head of NASA in the Army. Who is, uh, what was his name? Uh, shit. It, it was like, just... It's like Snart. His, his name was like Mr. Military. No, SWAT. SWAT, that was it. Yeah, SWAT with two okay. T's. So, Chuck goes to meet and shake this guy's hands, and you would think, hey, you've landed a helicopter. Maybe shut off those dangerous blades so you don't cut off someone's head. Nah. Like in the 1970s Dawn of the Dead movie. Nope. They all just duck behind these blades. So Chuck's meeting with Mr. Swat, the head of NASA, I guess. And uh-oh, someone wants that spaceship. And yeah, he, he just bursts in. He's like, Claw's going to steal the space shuttle. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Swat is like, no, I don't think so. They're going to have to. Yeah, there's no way they're going to do that. It's yeah. taking off in five minutes. Yeah, five minutes, which is not enough time to steal a spaceship. No. So a boat gets closer to the spaceship. We open it up. We're introduced to our new big bad villain of the week, which yeah. is the Croc. Yeah, the Croc, who he hisses a lot. That's his big thing. Um, at parts, I think he's really channeling Muttley, the sneaky snickerer, because he laughs just like. <laughs> and I think he turned to evil because of his speech impediment. Yeah, it, it's yet another guy who just had, you know, we've had skin defects. Uh, yeah, all these people binos. were bullied in like high school. Yeah, they just join up with the claw. So I don't understand what's so bad about it. The, but, claw, the claw just reads live journals and finds the most angsty <laughs> emo people. Like, yeah. Oh, man, this guy's posting a lot of depressing shit on his Tumblr. I wonder if he'd like to be a ninja. <laughs> Would he like to fight Chuck Norris for me? Um, my favorite thing about how they're introduced is that they're all just standing in open air on their boat amongst all the other spectators. Yeah, and they're wearing, like, World War One gas masks. Yeah, so you can just be like... Oh, I'm just here to watch the shuttle. And you look to the right, and there's just a bunch of ninjas standing on a boat. And it's like, nothing fishy here. And one of my personal favorite moments is, you're thinking, okay, the bad guys are in a boat. Obviously, they're going to have to land that boat, take on that space shuttle. Yeah. No, that boat has a catapult. Mm Mm-hmm. And what does it shoot out of the catapult besides ninjas? That's right, crocodiles <laughs> with parachutes. Parachuting crocodiles. Also, if anyone out there is looking for a name for your indie band, Crocodiles with Parachutes is available. Yeah, we looked it up. Yeah. Uh, we want only 5% royalties for that name. That seems fair. I think it is. But I think it's a good indie rock name. It could be. Yeah. So look, look for them at Coachella next year. Um, so yeah, just part of Chuck Norris's play, I mean, the, the Crocs plan against Chuck Norris is crocodiles with parachutes. Yeah. And all the crocodiles were, were a distraction because the, uh, we go back to, we cut back to SWAT and he's like, no one's getting in here. And then comically a crashing cro- through yeah, the window. Yeah, a crocodile with a parachute crashes through the window and immediately Chuck Norris is all over that. Yeah. He, I mean, usually people would be like, uh, oh, 
crocodile. Or let me get the the children I'm responsible for. Or let's use any of the many guns that are probably in this room. No, let's just strong arm wrestle this crocodile. Yeah, he just went right at it. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, they wrestle with the crocodile for a bit and end up throwing it in a closet, because that's what you do with a crocodile. A crocodile can't get out of a closet. It's scientifically proven. Yeah. Uh, so then Chuck and them, they go outside and they get into the big battle with all of... Uh, the crocodiles. Super Ninja's people. back. Super Ninja. Don't worry, yeah, Super guys. Ninja's here. Continuity still exists. Um, also, they, they have bat wings. They yeah, just channel which, which Batman for fly. some reason. Yeah, they weren't like glider wings. They were literally like mechanical yeah. bat wings. I mean, Claw already has so much advanced technology with his laser guns, his bat wings, his crocodile catapults. How has he not taken over the world already? Well, see, that's why I think this episode, when Claw... See, we've seen Claw make comically small demands of NATO and things. Yeah, like, like uh, 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, five pesos. Yeah. Uh, wigwam. Yeah, uh, other... Former currency, yeah, I, <laughs> just just every everything loonies everything. Um, but he always asks for around anywhere between one and five million dollars. The Claude just goes for it this time. Yeah, he ups the ante to one billion dollars. Yeah, mwahaha. Um, and, so <laughs> I think that comes at a little bit after because that's after he demonstrates the power of this fully operational space station. Yeah, which I don't understand if that was a hypothetical scenario or they actually, I'm not they sure. actually blew up the um, so, so this space shuttle that Claw wants to steal, it's the Indestructible, which looks like a NASA space shuttle. I thought it was called the Invincible. Or the Invincible, that's it. It's the Invincible. Yeah. Um, wasn't very Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nice. Take him down, Captain. So yeah, first of all, it's a high-tech shuttle that has, like, a, this, a laser gun on board. It had a couple laser guns. Yeah, it had, like, a small one that went out the bottom that was able to destroy the Hoover Dam. Right. And it had a gigantic one, which we never saw it do anything. But yeah, so it's some sort of high-tech military weapon. This is, thing is not being guarded by anybody. No. The only one that seems to care that something's happening is Chuck Norris. Um, so... Him and Super Ninja are fighting, and the the space shuttle's being rolled into its position, so they have to, of course, you know, fight between the wheels, you know, have some sort of tension. Uh, Meanwhile, ninjas are, like, scaling the side of it, and they just fucking open the door. Uh, Is that how space shuttles work? You can just be like, oh, open the door. Just just, just open. Come on in. I mean, there's Space shuttles are very welcoming. You try and have... That's what you do when you uh, have a five, you know, trillion dollar advanced weaponry space shuttle, is you unlock the doors before you... You make it as accessible as possible. Accessible as possible, yeah. You figure, I spent tax dollars on this, why not welcome them in? Yeah. So then, so the Chuck and uh, the ninjas, they do their little fight thing. Um, Chuck jumps in his helicopter to try to stop the ninjas from boarding the shuttle. And Super Ninja stops him with a rope. Yeah. Just a fucking rope. Just a single rope. Just a single rope, throw it in the helicopter blades. throws into the helicopter and blades. And And comically, the helicopter blades stop spinning, but the body of the helicopter continues spinning. I don't think that's how physics work. I'm not sure either. Especially with the rope. I, and I don't understand how... What that rope, rope was made out of, too. It, yeah, like, was it like an adamantium rope? It's gundanium. Gundanium, yeah. Vibranium. Um, <laughs> uh, you gotta talk with Black, Black Panther about that shit. Shout He's out to be, all our Wakandan listeners. Yeah, um, all five of you <laughs> Wakanda. that weren't blown up in the last... Avengers movie. Too soon. Or Captain America, I think it was. Too soon. Yeah, that. too soon. I'm sorry. We're, we're sorry. Still, we're still grieving. Ch- ch- sh- la- 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 ma. T'Chaka. Yeah, him. And T'Challa. 
And T'Challa. Yeah, sorry, sorry to whichever one of those died. T'Chaka. T'Chaka. Okay, sorry to T'Chaka, and sorry to T'Challa, who had the degree. You know, all the proceeds from this episode are going to go to the Wakandan, uh... (laughs) The the Disaster Relief Fund Disaster Relief Fund, because I feel like we've we've kind of... You know what the disaster was? Being included in a Captain America movie. Ho! Everyone loves those movies. I don't know if that's going to fly, though. It's not. It's not. I actually really enjoyed them, too. I just felt like saying something, and that seemed appropriate... And I immediately agree. Almost it. roasted them. Yeah, I uh, I almost roasted them like a couple chickens that we'll see later. Oh, okay. anyway. <laughs> so yeah, the space shuttle gets away, of course, as it always does, because there wouldn't be an episode if they just stopped it there. And it would have been better for us as viewers and anybody else who tries oh, to watch yeah. this thing if it just stopped after five minutes, and then we got to see Chuck sweaty again. But no, we gotta Ooh. continue watching stuff. Yeah. Uh, so of course we get uh, a nice establishing shot of the White House. The president's there talking to Chuck because he has immediate immediate access to the president. Of um, course, which comes in later. And, and I don't, which and, I don't understand. And, and, but, and I like that they met in the Oval Office and not the Situation Room. Yeah, it's just like in his just he's in his pajamas. It's just like chilling. Yeah, and the Oval Office had a TV from 1972 in it. Yeah. Uh, I think he was watching, uh, I don't know any 1972 shows. He, he, he was probably watching Dallas. Dallas, he was watching Who Shot JR, the specific episode. He's like, Chuck, I need, I have an important mission. <laughs> that was his second mission after the helicopter. <laughs> I need you to find out who shot JR. Find out what happened to JR. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, the Claws goons, the, uh, Super Ninja and them, they, they demonstrate the weapon, of course, blowing up the Hoover Dam, as I mentioned previously. Uh, it floods. Which, once and, again, we are not, I'm not 100% sure if that was a video, like, because if they actually blew up the Hoover Dam, millions of people would have died. And, and why wasn't Chuck helping them out? It, fuck them. Or at least divide the team, like, hey, Pepper well, I mean, he and is, Sumo guy. He is Republican, and they probably were poor people living in the... Sure. So, you know, fuck them. Only, only the Hey, story. political humor. Oh. I don't know. I don't know anything Bring about. Chuck's politics into this. Bring a Chuck down in this episode. Okay, so they <laughs> demonstrate the power of the laser. Yeah. And the class like, hey, you see what this laser can do? I want a billion dollars. Yeah, I think it was like, wasn't it like ten billion or something? I don't remember. No, he asked for just one, just one just billion, just nice just, round just number, just a comically round number. Yeah, comically. It'd be great if he was just like, I want one billion dollars and forty two cents. Well, so whatever. Well, yeah, maybe he, he's buying something with tax. Needs a stamp. I don't know how much stamp. stamps were in the eighties. I don't know how much stamps are now because stamps are I think they just dropped to about 40, 47 cents. Did they? Cool. Yeah, it was so the first time stamps If he would have saved that 40, 49 cents, he would have had two pennies left over, which he could have done nothing with because pennies are fucking useless. He can get uh, two Tootsie Rolls. Where? Um, penny candy shops don't exist anymore. I mean, I guess... I, I actually think the drugstore that I go to has a penny candy. Really? Yeah. Well... Fuck you. It's <laughs> great. I can get a Tootsie Roll for a penny. It's pretty awesome. Or a Tootsie Roll. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, so, of course, presidents like Chuck, go go fix this. Chuck's like, okay, Mr. President. Yeah. Uh, so, so, they go to the swamp. Sorry, everyone who lived in Nevada, you're dead. Yeah, Nevada's all underwater now. And, and the claw, he's asking the president for a billion dollars, yet his targets are Shanghai, Tokyo, New York, and London. And Wakanda. <laughs> Whatever the capital... Okay, I'm not going to say Wakanda anymore. So, the U.S. Uh, see, this is the problem with socialism and all these liberals. It's like, what America is supposed to pay for these other countries not to be lazy? I mean, just because they built this, like, super weapon... Yeah, just because we built space, it 
And we let someone steal it. And we didn't guard it and just let Super Ninja take it. And then we put an 80s action star in charge of recovering it. How is that on us? I don't I don't think it should be. Someone, think, someone needs to make America great again. Yeah, I think we need Trump's answer to this situation. <laughs> when, you know what? I don't want Donald Trump to win, but if Donald Trump won and came out with Donald Trump's karate commandos. Oh my god. I would watch the shit out of that. He, that's how he's going to make America great again. He's going to start funding those karate games. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The karate camps from the previous episodes. I, I think that's... Well, I, we'll get to that at the end. I think we seem to see one of those. So. That's right. Uh, okay, so... So, of course, Chuck goes to the next logical place, which is the middle of the bayou. Yeah. So it's uh, it's Pepper. Is that her name, Pepper? Yeah. yeah. It's her driving a fan boat. Uh, everybody's just going around, and sumo wrestler's like, I'm fat and I'm hungry. I smell chicken. That way. Yeah, they literally use him... Like, you know how in cartoons sometimes a apple pie will turn into a finger that is literally like, you to come eat that come pie? Here, come hither. That is what sumo guy sees all the time through his eyes. Yeah, it's like, just trails of food. Just random food I mean, singling him it's to a go. sturdy, disgusting swamp. It's got to smell like swamp. swamp. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think we get and the term swamp ass from that. Yeah. Uh, and no, he just smells chicken. He's got a and special... Yeah, and he goes yeah. for it. Um, so they drive by, and of course, they're, they're infiltrating Croc's headquarters. Yeah. Um, so of course, there's a comically large camera sticking out of a dead log that nobody notices, as always. Right. Um, and it, it cuts to his base. He's got like a hundred dudes with him. Yeah. Like, all the other bad guys so far, it's just been like... A handful of guys. Yeah, it's just that, like the, the disguiser and like two dudes that he met on a subway. Right. Um, <laughs> Who answered a Craigslist ad. <laughs> yeah, Croc. Has like a hundred dudes with them. Yeah, and they seem to be like his people. Like yeah, the Croc Squad. The Croc Squad. They all wear Crocs. They're so comfy. <laughs> I never put a Croc on my foot at once in my life. No, nah, I don't know. You're well. I probably will. They were in the Deadpool movie as masturbation shoes, which I'm I was going to say. I that. just watched that last night where they talked about. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, this was not good. Yeah, no, nobody was masturbating on this. Um, so as they're trying to infiltrate the space, they're like, "There's got to be a hundred of them," and then they just walk into the middle of the fucking camp because nobody's around. Well, I, I like the way they initially snuck into camp was, of, of course, defeating, like, five crocodiles yeah. that protected the camp. Yeah, that was, that's the only security you need. And, and now that you've cleared out security, you got to send your most agile, sneaky commando in there. Fat guy. You send in the sumo guy into yeah. the kitchen. Of course, because he smells the chicken. Yeah. And you see the chickens roasting on the spit, and he comes in. And all all of the all of Croc's men are like, hey, are we, we're hungry. Hurry it up. Actually, the, the, I like that the cook was named Cookie. Was his name Cookie? That's Yes. It seemed like very City Slicker-esque. I was yeah. very happy with it. So, yeah, they were like, Cookie, bring all the slop. And it didn't look like slop he was preparing. He was he having was, some he nice was making, rotisserie He was chickens. making rotisserie chickens. Like, bring on the slop. Like, uh. Fucking lobster comes rolling out. <laughs> Yeah, they're eating the fanciest meal. Like, what's this garbage? Yeah. Throw this in a trough. <laughs> so, uh, instead of, I'm sure Sumo Guy, I'm sure this happened off screen, but I don't believe for a second he wasted those chickens. No, he ate the shit out of those chickens. He ate those he chickens. He walked in and he he, uh, he had the line, what's the line the hound has in Game of Thrones? I'm going to eat every fucking chicken in this place. Yeah, pretty much. And then yeah. took them out, ate the chicken, and then <laughs> he goes into where these commandos are demanding their slop, and what do you think he's going to serve them? Uh-oh. Sleeping gas. Yeah. I was... 
It would have been so much cooler because he uh, cause he even set it up too. He said, oh, I got something that will knock all of you out. And I was really hoping because he was coming out with uh, a really one of those delicious tray dish. Things, and he had like, the, yeah, the two serving dishes. I was really hoping he was going to pull the lid off and Chuck Norris was just going to like pop out of there and <laughs> fly and kick his way across everybody. That would have been a good place for too short. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, but no, it's uh, just sleeping gas under the thing. I don't know if he set off a grenade underneath and then let no, it No, he just opened it up and gas was in there. Yeah, and then gas uh, can be fully contained. It can be under a just, just a metal, metal serving tray. Yeah, um, airtight. He slips his gas mask on. And he's like, "Oh, it's sleeping gas," and pulls the thing off. And then too short and pepper like throw, just throw sleeping up. glass yeah, grenades. Just, which why did they have to do the whole initial setup in the kitchen when they could have just fucking done that and I not wasted know. probably twenty minutes to? You know what? I think it was really sumo guy planned that out. He just wanted to and eat it was those just chickens. a plan to get to the chickens. Yeah, he just wanted those chickens. And one of the things I learned about sleeping gas is it takes effect immediately. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, they just all collapsed. So I guess all 100 dudes that they had to worry about were in that thing because then they go... It was feeding time. Yeah, it was feeding time. Uh, so they just go to... What was his name? Croc. They go to his yeah. uh, little room where he's just sitting at the computer playing The Sims. Yeah. And uh, fucking bursts through the door and he comes and turns around and is like, What? Yeah, I, I don't know why he, he was shocked to see Chuck Norris. Yeah. So we get a nice little fight scene between Chuck Norris and the croc. The croc's just like... Big, he actually gets some offense in. I, he, does. Anything, he, uh, do, he does. He does the whole body slams. I thought he could be the rejected third brother of the Bushwhackers. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, he has, yeah, he, he sort of looks like a mix of a wrestler with Crocodile Dundee. No hat, though. Did he have a hat? No, he had no hat. He did hat. not have, like, a snakeskin, a crocskin hat. And nor could he identify what a knife was. I don't think they would have been able to draw that, because it seems like the animation team is not good on yeah, the show. Yeah, everyone is Asian except for Chuck Norris. That, and, like, earlier in the episode when they were fighting under the shuttle, they were, like, in the middle of all these bad guys, and then all of a sudden the next, very next shot, it's just like... Chuck's crew standing there, and it's a wide shot, so you can see all yeah. the area around him, and there's not no. a single ninja around. Just laziness. I, Just I, lazy I, animation. <laughs> you know what, Chuck Norris animators? Fuck you. Or maybe, like, the network was really cheap, and they had to pay the animators per... Per character. Per character drawn, maybe. They're like, I don't know, just draw, like, two people in the background. Because, like, when they've shown New York before, there's been two cars. Yeah. Like, hey, if you want three cars, we want extra, like... So, yeah, so uh, Chuck Chuck ends up beating up Croc, and then, no explanation, they just end up in Alaska. Yeah. They're just in the Arctic. Yep. Uh, they're, like, looking for Claw's base. It's like, it's supposed to be around here somewhere. Uh-oh, surprise submarine through the thing, through the ice, although... So, X-Men, um... Was it first class or which yeah, one were they class. Yeah, first class. Yeah, they stole that shot from Chuck Norris's Karate Commandos where it comes up out of the ice. Uh, this is where, I think multiple times, mm-hmm. Chuck Norris's crew die in this episode. But yeah, because they, they fell underneath the ice for like... Yeah, they get sucked under the ice. Two or three minutes. Yeah, I mean, all they're wearing is just like the, the cheap parkas with their regular uniforms underneath. They're not even like zipped up or anything. No, um, no. So they died of hypothermia. And I'm pretty sure underneath Chuck's jacket, no shirt. No, probably not. I know, Chuck. Although his natural skin oil probably repels cold. Uh, we get a great line from Kimo, which is the older samurai guy. Yeah. Uh, what's the young guy's name? Reese. Reese. Reese is like, I'm so cold. Kimo says, use the cold to heat your anger. Yeah, which I'm, I'm surprised Chuck Norris is endorsing anger because it's what, all about what, what did Yoda teach us about anger? Yeah, it's all it's supposed to all about self-control. Anger leads to hate and doesn't hate lead to suffering? 
I don't think Chuck Norris has seen Star Wars. I'm only going to guess that. He lived it. Yeah, he lived it in this episode. <laughs> People don't know this, but Star Wars is a three-part autobiography. Yeah. Written by Chuck Norris. like, man, shit in outer space was weird. Write this down, George. So, so basically, I guess they got coordinates from Croc for this this hidden base. Yeah, but it's not really a base. Like we said, it's a submarine. So does right. the submarine just anchor at this one spot in Alaska all the time? Apparently, yes. So they have the coordinates for it. They go there, and there's no fucking guards anywhere. No, because so, it's a submarine. Yeah, so submarine get, comes up to the surface because they have to send a message to the uh, space Su- shuttle, super ninja, the super There's ninja the space shuttle, and uh, one of the dudes, I think Chemo, just slices one of the cables. Yeah, he just cuts the cable to the satellite dish. Yeah, and their response was <laughs> send some technicians. Like, what in nature cuts cords in half? Yeah, in in Alaska, like no, no armed guards, just like a couple dudes come out. Yeah, just like regular technician guys. Like yeah. they look like what's his name, Gordon Freeman from uh, Half Life. Yeah, they're just they just have their equipment. They got a crowbar, some screwdrivers. They're gonna fix this coaxial cable. Yeah. So uh, Chuck Chuckin boys. Okay, you're gonna say no. That. I was gonna say what, what baffles me about them just sending technicians is like think of the wildlife of Alaska. Like oh the the razor sharp beak of the like. I, mean, I guess a polar bear could like rip it out. Why would you send two dudes after a polar bear? Wait till the polar... Send some ninjas out first. Maybe in their backpacks they had Coke. Coca-Cola. Uh, oh, And then you could have okay. had a touching scene with the polar bear and his cub. Yeah, I mean, if a polar bear's near you, you just throw it, and he's so hypnotized by the Coke. Yeah, and then Santa Claus shows up. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, that's how it should have ended. Yeah, but no. But no. We have to watch more of it. Uh, right. Chuck and them, they get down into the sub. There's uh, a nice little battle under the sub where somehow a fire starts. They set fire to the sub. Yeah. So this is the time number two when Chuck's entire crew dies. Because when you set a fire in an enclosed submarine... That's smoke, it. Like, oxygen and... Smoke would be an issue. Oxygen would be an issue. Mm-hmm. Burning to death would be an issue. But the smoke doesn't come into play at all again. Um, so they, they confront they confront Claw in the control room. And, of course, he fucks off down into, like, a little mini escape sub. Yep. Uh, then we get to see... They're like, okay, we're going to have to go get a ship. And then they're in California. It looks like California. Just yeah, like a nice drive. but they say it's Alaska. Yeah, they say it's Alaska, but it's definitely the same. Definitely Napa Valley. The same goddamn driving scene from the other episode where they're in the middle of like yeah. scenic, just recycling Arizona the same scene yeah. over and over again. So they break into a aviation museum. Yeah, you know the Alaska Anchorage, Alaska's famous aviation museum where we store oh, all God. the old space technology. Which, by the way, the old space technology is like the fucking Blackbird. Yeah. It's like it's like the, the most, XM Blackbird, the most technologically advanced ship, better than a space shuttle because the thing they fucking steal, which apparently is light as shit, because when they steal it, sumo wrestlers are able to just push it out of the fucking. Yeah, thing. I, I mean, first of all, this thing had two working spacesuits. Yeah. Um, the sumo wrestler was able to push the rocket ship out of the museum. Yeah. Oh, and luckily there was just happened to be a giant container of space shuttle fuel. Well. Actually, that was a scene before this where they went to, like, a military base, I'm guessing, in Anchorage, Alaska, and they're talking to the base commander, and he's like, jet fuel? Man, even with the president's okay, there's going to be a lot of paperwork for this. The world is in fucking danger, and you're going to want Chuck Norris to sit here and do paperwork. Chuck would just karate chop that. The president is on board with Chuck saving the day, and you're like, nah, you got to sign these forms. Yeah, who's this bureaucrat? So thankfully, Pepper is the only one of the group with balls, even though she doesn't have balls because she's female. 
And she just fucking steals the tanker yeah. of jet fuel and then drives it to the museum. Um, the museum's locked, of course. Yeah. So they're, what's their brilliant plan? Do they pick the lock? Uh, no. No, they, they jump on the back of Chuck's car and the spoiler lifts. Okay, that's your second catapult. Yeah. In this episode. It's just like sprung. It's sumo wrestler guy, Chuck Norris, and, and too, too much. Yeah. And yeah. so that's like 700 pounds of man meat that this fucking spoiler is launching like 40 feet in the air or something like that. I, none of this episode makes sense. No. I don't know why I'm expecting it to. It, so, yeah, they break They break in. You see the Blackbird there. Chuck's like, we've got to get this into position. So sumo wrestler fucking pushes it out. Just pushes an entire rocket ship. Apparently, rocket ships are fueled like NASCAR and like what's those funny car looking things where it's like they literally stick the hose up to it in like yeah. two seconds and it's done because that's all the time it needs to fuel yeah, it. Yeah, it only took seconds to fuel yeah. for your trip to space. outer space. So uh, yeah, Chuck uh, revs up the engines and flies away. Now this fucking thing is more high tech than a spatial because a spatial still needs those giant booster rockets you know, yeah. millions of gallons of fuel. This thing, yeah, just, this antique, this antique that they're airplane can just fly stealing, into space on a fucking sh- just regular street. Just goes wee up into space. Yeah. Once again, another famously Chuck Norris unpopulated street. Yeah. Where there were three there cars. Were, yeah, there and were no three cars with no damage. Um, and no pedestrians. No pedestrians, nothing. No signs on the building. <laughs> so Chuck flies towards uh, the space shuttle, the I- Invincible, Indestructible? I Invincible. 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 Uh, they, of course, see Chuck coming, so they fire their laser. Um, I did not know the U.S. military has Cyclops' optic blast Oh yeah, as a defense weapon, because when their blast, their laser blast, hits the shuttle, it just sort of pushes it a little, because that's how laser weaponry works, right? Right. The right. only thing I can think of is Cyclops' blast, so they it, fucking... Be- Headed Cyclops. Nud- <laughs> they they instead of this is the alternate universe where instead of making that shitty de- uh, Deadpool from the X Men Wolverine Origins, they're like, well, let's fucking use that technology on a space shuttle. I just want to know if maybe it was the Laser Robot's half brother. It could have been Laser 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 Dad. Yeah, that's like space he's shuttle. rebelling against his dad. Like, Dad, I'm free. I'm gonna go wander the countryside. And the dad's like, Son, our home is a spaceship. Son, do not leave the spaceship. I do not let you out dressed like that. <laughs> and he's just wearing like a tube top. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, the laser robot is dressed a little pr- promiscuously, <laughs> but so so <laughs> they so, blow, they blow up the ship. Yeah, they blow up Chuck's ship. And, and, how, and how's Chuck going to get from his blown-up ship to the other ship? i tell you what, more, like I said in one of the episodes previous, more cinematic stuff, more movies and stuff, steal ideas from Chuck Norris, Karate Commander. You have both The Martian and Gravity, yep. two critically acclaimed space movies, mm-hmm. stole Chuck Norris's fucking idea where he uses a fire extinguisher to propulsorate... Yeah. Propel himself across space to get to the space shuttle. It's right. amazing. And then he just has to open a door, I believe. Yeah, it's, again, it's just open the doors. No airlocks or nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing like that. In fact, I don't think airlocks existed until the 90s. Maybe not. I don't. Obviously no, not, because we've seen the documentary because, footage that is Chuck Norris, Cody Commandos. Yeah, all based on true stories. All, tr- all true, 100% scientifically factual. So basically, Super Ninja has ready this laser. He He's ready to fire it. Mm-hmm. They need to press one button. One little button. One single button. There's like 20 dudes in there. Just 20 ninjas sitting around. One button. And Super Ninja. But Chuck's there. Chuck Chuck just enters in. He starts wrecking shop. Yes. Uh, We get to see Super Ninja pull a Liu Kang move where he does that. 
a cannonball move across. Yeah, I want to say this is the first time that their jumping and stuff has made any sense because yeah, they've done all. They're actually jumps. in zero gravity. Yeah, now. he makes Chuck makes a quip about you know oh zero gravity is going to really come in handy when he does like kicks the same exact kicks he's been doing the entire fucking series. Yeah, in fact they're faster than the ones he does on land. Do you think this whole place actually takes place in outer space? Maybe maybe this is like a craft world or something where Chuck Norris is the only actual human on there and everybody else is androids. Mm. There's like low Wait, gravity. Yeah. Oh, it could be like Goku's training plan. No, that's the opposite. That would be high gravity. Yeah. He has a low- super high gravity. Yeah, it, that's the only way anybody can stand a chance against Chuck Norris is if he's stuck in low gravity. So, Chuck takes out everyone and right as a ninja has got his finger on the button. Yep. You, oh, Chuck's Chuck, hand just- Chuck throws him. But Chuck, don't think Chuck did this alone. There were a bunch of unguarded Untrained astronauts astronauts who were hanging out in ringer t-shirts. Yeah. Just... And boxers, I think. Yeah, I think so. So basically, they look like every 80s suburban dad. Yeah. On a Saturday mowing the lawn. Yeah, and they they somehow captured all the ninjas and tied them all up. Um, so Which one course, thing you'd have on a spaceship is a shitload of rope. So this this show is like 90% set up to no payoff because this whole thing yeah. sets up to a cool battle. It's like three or four jump kicks. Super Ninja uses like some weird boot blades to try to Which attack him. Which weren't even effective. He just got caught in the wall. Yeah, he got caught in the wall and then that was it for him. Then he fucks off in an escape pod. Which, you know, that's one thing that I appreciate about NASA is like I know that we're exploring the universe and we're going to try and colonize planets and you know maybe start fresh because of you know the things we've done to this planet but the fact that NASA takes the time to install escape pods on the tiny space shuttle on the t- it's just it's the details it's all about the details it's the small details that count yeah and NASA's all about that where were those escape pods for Sandra Bullock that's all I got to ask um you know I mean she had to do all kind of bullshit to get to other space stations and then a Chinese space station. Well, or you know what? I think here's what happened: is once NASA got word that bad guys like Super Ninja were using the escape pods. That's right. They shut down the escape pod system. They're like, "Hey, we don't want bad guys getting away. I don't care how many of our good guys we kill. I don't know how many Sandra Bullocks have to fucking do bullshit in space. It's worth it. It's worth it to prevent any villainy." Or space pirates. Yeah. I mean, not to mention that the fucking spaceship had laser guns and stuff on it that they could have just shot the escape pod as it went away. But no, they pull a fucking they pull dude a, from a, Star Wars. No, I was going to say no a new hope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> oh, just, just a ninja, guys. Don't worry about it. Just that fucking ninja. Don't worry about shooting him. Yeah, so the episode ends on a whimper. Uh, it goes back into Chuck's... It's an animated version of Chuck's workout room. Which we're assuming is the prototype for a karate camp. Yeah, I think it's they're they're testing out the concepts for the karate camp. So you got everybody lifting weights. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, Pepper's taking a just took a bath because she has to be in a bathrobe with wet hair and all that stuff. I know that was kind of doing it for me. I I you know what I jerked one off when you weren't looking. <laughs> jerked one off. Just one. Just uh, done. Just, just all one, you need for one Pepper. And done. Just one, a wham, just a half stroke man. is all you need when Pepper has Here, wet hair. Heroes with a half stroke, turtle jizz. <laughs> so I wonder yeah. if tur- their 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 jizz glows because of the mutagen. Because of the ooze. Yeah, I don't. That, that's the secret of the I, ooze. I don't. I don't think they have genitals. Secret of the ooze. Wait, is that? That's, is that's that turtles too. Okay, good. I was thinking that might have been Power Rangers, but I think that's Ivan ooze. <laughs> Who had purple jism. This is a weird way to end this episode. Do not, do not negate, per- I don't know. 
purple jism. <laughs> so yeah, we get we get their dumb little end thing, and of course they had some joke that I missed completely, but everybody laughed at it. Chuck kicked a karate or. Karate kicked a uh, sandbag across the Now, he, he said something about this place is out of, like, this world, and then he kicked the bag. Oh, I get it he, now. He, he kicked a punching bag across the room. Because he was in space, which is not... Yeah. Technically, we're out of this world right now because we're not in the world. Like, no. we're not in the, the planet. We're on the, the outer shell, so we're out of this world. So right now, we are out of this world. It is it is fantastic. Yeah, it's not and, when you're watching And once again, garbage. when he when he wraps it up... Yeah, we get a nice little... Uh, his nice little message of the day is, uh, do your homework or some shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, know. just... It, Whatever, man. Like, he doesn't yeah. give a fuck. It's like, training is good. Your parents want you to do your homework. You might not want to, and you want to watch TV. Hopefully not this fucking bullshit that is Karate Commandos, but some other good show, like Spider-Man, the 90s cartoon. Which is like, what, six years later? <laughs> yeah. He wants you to just wait. <laughs> just wait for that to come out. Good stuff will come out someday, yeah. kids. Um, yeah, just, just do your homework, kids. They're really... I mean, there's only one more episode left after this, and you could really see already after four They've episodes... They've run out of steam. This was... They the, don't give a shit. They they never intended it there's for There's no writing for these episodes. It's just like, all right, who can Chuck kick now? How about a, cro- a, crocodile, a crocodile guy? All right. And you know what? I don't know why the animated PETA isn't more upset about this. Yeah, so many animals get murdered in this. Drop kicked, thrown in closets. Someone, uh, one of them gets suplexed onto another crocodile. Do we know if those chickens were free range? Oh, jeez. Well, for all you animal lovers out there, we'll leave you a lot to contemplate as you watch the episode for yourself. Yeah, uh, and the last thing I'm going to say is fuck you, Mike Chain. Yeah, um, we're going to find out. There's going to be a postscript to this episode that will be recorded by Dan. We will let you know what Mike Chain is up to. But as of right now, I want to say he's uh, dead, hopefully. Yeah, but he might be the most dangerous man in animation. Yeah. Goddamn this episode. <laughs> Fuck this show. I'm glad we only have one episode left. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, we're going to sign off before one of us ends up self-harming. Thank you again for listening, and uh, I hope none of you are menaced from space. This is Super King Chris signing off. And me. And Sir Danforth. Half stroke. See you next time. Here are the credits for Michael Chain. Funnily enough, he did not include writing credits for Chuck Norris' Karate Commandos, but he did write The Guilt, Dink the Little Dinosaur, Police Academy, the series, Rambo, Punky Brewster, She-Ra, Princess of Power, Villa Allegra, whatever that is. He also did a soundtrack for Smile and the Nickel Ride. He was a miscellaneous crew on Rambo, and he actually did some starring roles. He was an actor in The Transformers. He did the voice of Power Glide, Hoist, Red Alert, and various others. Did some voices in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos, so he wanted to be associated with it that way, I guess. Life Pod, whatever that is. Different Strokes, he was a man. And then The Dark at the Top of the Stairs where he was a boy. Way back in 1960, seems Michael Chain has had a long storied career, but has not done anything since 1996. Goodbye. Who are you? Powerglide's the name. Well, whoever you are, I think you're completely the greatest. Yeah.